Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Do you understand how many times I've said in, the, in our relationship to him, I've been like, so like, were you just like sitting around waiting for me to show up? And he and you know what he says? No, I loved my life. I, I was so happy. He, he's like I, I, I'll be like where wh- what would you be doing right now if we had never met he'll be like I would be sitting right here reading a book I'd be loving it it would be awesome maybe I'd order some pho <laughs> welcome to burning What's up, guys? We are in hell today, talking to people about their demons, exposing them, burning it up. I'm so excited for this guest today. We, um, She's a tiny human, but a massive powerhouse in the comedy space, the acting space, the podcasting space. She also, most importantly, is a sweatpant entrepreneur. <laughs> Esther Povitsky, welcome to hell. Oh my God, I've been waiting my whole life to walk into the hell zone. Well, we're well, you're, we're both half Jewish. We don't have hell in Jew in Jewville. In Jewville, <laughs> in Judom. Yeah, I don't know. We have we just like critique things a lot, and we're like yeah, yeah, yeah. anxious about it. Yeah, and that kind of is just hell every day. So you'll right. fit in. We don't need something worse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Esther, I also have to admit, like, I'm a huge fangirl. No, um, no, no. From Crazy Ex-Girlfriend back in the day. Whoa, I was telling you that. That's so cool. Am I like an OG, like a real one? That is, well, I obviously, <laughs> but it's so interesting. That show, I do feel like gets the most love of anything. And I, I, is it like, because for me, what I loved so much about that show was like the mental health focus that mm-hmm. they just totally snuck in there mm-hmm. aggressively. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I hadn't seen that done before. So that, or were you just, you're not. I just thought your outfits were super cute. My and outfit, you were funny. thank you so much. <laughs> Way more important. Thank you. No, you had. Fuck mental health. You had a weird personality. Yes. In the hottest way that I was like, <laughs> this girl, you can't tell if you're laughing with you or at you Love and that. then you realize that you're smarter than us oh that's such i a feel like there was a backhanded compliment that that no, i did not anticipate it was but- so front-handed <laughs> i loved it <laughs> and also like you have shot so many tv shows oh that's so crazy you're making me sound old by the way <laughs> That is, uh, that's the backhand. Like so many, like the Golden Girls, that was wild. You were great in that. <laughs> but like, but you also, you're very tasteful with the shows you choose to work with. Like they're all great. I don't know how that literally is like the happiest accident ever. But it's just like people of the same taste as me hire me and people who don't oh. do not hire okay, me. Okay, so you're just super polarizing. Because I thought you were just like saying no to everything and just working with. I think I do, but I, a little bit, but like. I I just genuinely believe that like we the the people who are like us find us like that's why I think you and I are gonna be best friends forever I'm obsessed um but yeah well we've talked about on this show like just being your full authentic self like your x factor and you're gonna reject some shit but at least you're being you have you always felt so true to yourself um kind of I feel like it, it went in waves though like I feel like I I was always this weird different person and then when I moved to Los Angeles I kind of got a little bit like you know when you're on the hustle and it's like really hard and you start to lose sight and you're like maybe you I'm got not filler yeah I wish <laughs> oh my god that's the best compliment ever um but I do feel like recently in the last like year after like having a miscarriage and like starting antidepressants and like kind of like getting up on my mental health a little bit better and like taking edibles at night like I feel like now I'm really back and I'm like the person who I was like set out who I set out to be when I decided to do this 
Wow, that was some powerful shit. Esther came to serve. Okay, <laughs> so you basically said some things that people would feel like life-ruining type events Amazing. that you're like that made me back to being myself. Yes. Shooketh. <laughs> Shooketh to the core. Um yeah, w- I heard that you have like a whole stand-up set about your miscarriage that does people just laugh hysterically the whole time. Well, yeah. No, I I just decided that like, okay, this bad thing happened to me mm-hmm. and, you know, cuz whatever, I had a miscarriage and um I was like, okay, the whole point of me is like I'm supposed to make my trauma funny. Like that's mm. my little job in society <laughs> that I signed up for. Your little worker aunt. <laughs> <laughs> that's the burden you carry. It is. <laughs> like and and so I was like I'm just going to do stand up about this and I, my fiance was a little bit like a little uncomfortable with it at first, but then he totally was understanding and like this is how you're you processing it. That like it's my body, my choice. I did. Yeah. yeah. And he's great and he he's just he in general is so private and i'm so not private Mm -hmm. do you have that issue like because i feel like you're very not private well i was super not private and very like making fun of every man and just being like i'm doing me and then i met this guy who i respected and it was super uncomfortable for me (laughs) because i was like wait you're not factoring into all my stereotypes of men and this is going to be an issue because then i won't feel authentic on stage (laughs) but we both we experienced a brief reality TV stint together where it wasn't great. Funny, because I know that reality TV is so fake because I did a pilot literally 11 years ago for MTV, a reality pilot, and it didn't get picked up. But that was when I saw behind the scenes, like, I mean, I don't need to tell you this, but it's like all the producer setups, all the fake cuts. And so... I, I wonder how much public knowledge there is by now out there that they do fake stuff, if that helped you at all, or if you're just like, well, no one cares. It, it helped. Both of what you just said helped me. The people who don't like you after watching a reality TV didn't, didn't want to like you. Yes, yes. As in, they. I, I was having trouble for a lot of time. I'm like, if they knew I didn't have sex in the bathroom, they would love me. And it's like, no, 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 no. Those people are just waiting for an excuse to not like you. It's so true. Oh my God, me and Whitney Cummings talk about this all the time. We're like, you didn't like me anyway. Yes. If you're mad about this post or whatever, you didn't like me before. So this is like, I didn't lose anything. You're currently on Dollface on Hulu. Yes. What is that like to shoot? I also, I've never shot a TV show before ever in my life. You will. Oh my God, thank you. I'm manifesting it, but it seems like just so fun. It is. It's long hours and it's it and it can be it's long hours. Like literally when I'm shooting that show, mm-hmm. I like my social life goes away. Mm-hmm. I'm like it's like summer camp. Mm-hmm. It's like you won't see me for 3 months. Mm-hmm. Um but it is so much fun and especially with those three Shay Mitchell, Kat Dennings and Brenda Song, they're just like Who do you like the best? I literally am <laughs> obsessed with Mary all. Mary fuck kill. <laughs> <laughs> literally marry all three. There's just so there. It's like being around women, and we're all in our thirties. We're all just like, like want to know what you're ordering for lunch and mm-hmm. what drink is that. And it's just like that's. And then also my, at the end of the day, you're creating something so fun together. So yeah, you. I almost feel like you automatically get cool friends from doing a kind of creative experience like that together. Yeah, I mean, look at us right now. I know, cool just like two creatives being like super cool. Um also, you worked with Andy Samberg before? Yes, he produced Alone Together. I just want the like gossip tea on that. Like give me the Dumois. Like what's He's <laughs> so f- I mean, there's it's like so boring. Did everyone have a crush on him? He is so hot and funny and nice and yeah. like that's it it's like yeah. it's he's all of that when he would like bite the pizza and get punched on snl that's when i fell in love with him do you I, remember that sketch yes of course yeah no, i i fell in love with the lazy sunday mm-hmm. that was like my call that got me through college speaking of college i'm not trying to compare you to kanye but <laughs> <laughs> i'm you, listening you are a college dropout i am and you not only dropped out you did it three quarters of the way through yeah it was really a waste of everyone's time and money yeah uh halfway (laughs) halfway through my third year at school i was just i quit i really hated it i I went to university of illinois in urbana champaign and i um it smelled like poop a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i cow poop (laughs) just to be clear and i just knew that i that wasn't the path i wanted to be on and i was like i'm quitting 
it was a huge fight with my parents, but I just, I was so delusional. I thought I'm going to quit school and move to LA. And if I'm not a movie star like Will Ferrell in one year, Mm -hmm. I'll just move home and work at Walgreens. (laughs) I had no idea. I was so stupid. Um, And then I just, I moved to LA and started stand up and became obsessed. Did you want to be a stand up? I wanted to, I, all I knew was I wanted to work in comedy. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know the specifics. I just knew whatever it took. And I think because you get to LA and like, you have no friends and there's you can't just like walk onto a set mm-hmm. like so stand-up was the basically the path of least resistance believe it or not yeah i also people know stand-up is a male-dominated industry and yeah you're not only a woman but you're like a tiny adorable woman thank you so much for noticing you're like literally a, a strong gust of wind could take you <laughs> <laughs> but i want how does that fact because i'm like i feel like i'm athletic and i'm kind of like strong yeah and i like come in the room like i could beat someone's ass i, I love felt that like about it, like you a shorter man i could take <laughs> so like i bring some masculine energy to the group where not that you're not a guy's girl. We were talking about that last night. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> what is it like being in a male environment, being such a tiny, adorable woman? I, it's so weird. I'm, I am way, I'm not scared of men at all. Like I will fight a man. Mm-hmm. I am not afraid to tell him to put a man down. <laughs> I love to make a man feel small. You're like, I'll talk about his family. <laughs> like not afraid at all, but weirdly when it comes to women i'm like a little more submissive Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it has to do with my upbringing like if i was closer with my dad but i'm i'm like submissive with women and aggressive with men Mm -hmm. and so i think that has helped but i much prefer being surrounded by women like for sure yeah i feel similar as in like when you get heckled on stage if it's a man i'm like i'm about to destroy you and if it's a woman i'm like girl i get it we're all out here having a rough night yeah totally <laughs> you had an espresso martini i would be worse you yeah. know so i understand where like you almost understand the women more where the men you kind of have to put them in their place to get the respect yeah it's true like I, yeah i it, yeah what are your biggest insecurities we're getting darker in hell okay that's a good one because I'm really anti-insecurity, so I, I'm like, I've buried them so deep, they're not coming up for me. <laughs> they're so deeply buried. I'm only what's coming up is how proud I am of myself. It's really mentally ill. Wait, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, no, I'm just so, I literally, like, my, I'm having the year of pride. It's like, I'm so abundantly proud that I'm handling my shit. Like that I got on Lexapro because I had anxiety Mm -hmm. that like I take a Xanax when I'm having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm literally just bragging now. Like I'm bragging. Like it's, it's overwhelming how it sounds like you're like reparenting yourself Mm. in the nicest way. Like, oh, you're stressed. I'm here for you. Well, I, my addiction was asking everyone around me if they were proud of me. Like my fiance, he's like, you have to shut up. I'm like, are you proud I did this? Are you proud I did this? Are you, like I, I needed that so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm like giving it to myself, I feel so much better. And it, I don't know. How even, did that happen? I don't know. I think it's I think it's medication. <laughs> I think it's, um, I listen to self-help 24-7. Like oh. I, I will just like go on YouTube and I'm like, Oprah speech, just play them all. I just had Gabby Bernstein on <gasps> and she's incredible. Really? Okay, I'll, I'll uh, observe. I'll, I'll send you. I'll okay. send you. She has a whole thing about recovering from trauma. Actually, she just sent me her book, Happy Days, about like big trauma, little traumas and how they all affect your life and how to like honestly what you just went through are you are you on this journey too like yeah what's your what's your so status i'm it's so funny because i just did an audition for jfl last two Hell days yeah. ago and i was like really nervous and i was scared that if i did bad like people would be disappointed in me of course but i also like so and i used to be a tennis player where everything was about other people being proud of me like I literally was playing for my dad for my coaches because they were also financing it like it was a lot of pressure where now this is only me so I I did it I was I did really well and I prepared really hard and afterwards I called my fiance and I was like I'm really proud of myself (gasps) and then he joked he's like you're so humble Um, (laughs) and then just jokingly I was like are you proud of me and he's like it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah so I'm like teetering like I'm almost there but I was suffering with very similar things as you. 
Um, I actually just had a professional tennis player on who said she was her most depressed when she accomplished everything she thought she wanted to accomplish. And she realized that like everyone around her did not suddenly change and become like her mom wasn't now like, oh, now I love you. Are you kidding? That's literally my whole life's journey was in 2019. I shot my special. I got cast on Dollface, like my dream of being like the fourth lead on a sitcom, a streaming sitcom. I was had everything. And that was when everything came crashing down, because instead of her saying, oh, no one else changed. I was like, I didn't. I'm the same. My problems didn't all go away. Yeah. All my dreams came true. I've been fighting for d- all my life for these. And I'm still me. And I, all the problems are there still. And that was, that was truly when I was like, okay, medication, take the steps, fix it. Because the things you think will fix it, fucking don't. And then it's worse because you're like, it didn't work. And then you're like, panic. All the rules I was this, of this game of life I was playing actually doesn't help you win. I actually, when I'd get something good, I tried to tell people that, like, I think about being on the subway. It's, it's like in LA, if you're in, the, in traffic, when you envision, like, oh, it, when I got this big gig, like, I'm going to be sitting here so different if I got, like, I'm going to be such a different person when I have my special. Mm-hmm. And then you realize when something good happens to you, you're like, oh my God, I'm still hating the same things about me. It's still me. Like, I got a temporary high high and then you almost get, like, lower because you're like, oh God, I still have to have the same thoughts going to sleep at night. Yeah. Because until you actually convince yourself that you are okay with yourself, no external factors are going to help it. It's so crazy and I feel like people have been saying that like since the dawn of time and I, I did not learn it till I experienced it myself like I don't I wish I had I wish I was able to learn these things beforehand but I'm like I just I guess I'm doing it at my own pace and it's not because you got those good things that suddenly you were able to love yourself it's more no. like you panicked you were just like fuck 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 I it got worse I, yeah and it got to a point where I was like this is like I was so had so much anxiety and I was like I want to move to my parents basement like I was like cra- a crazy person yeah I was like the only place I feel safe will be my parents basement like I just don't feel and I don't even know what I was afraid of like I still don't know but yeah. it was just like panic yeah um how but, else does your anxiety manifest I, well I would say that the difference between my anxiety before and then being on like the right medication would is like now if something makes me anxious I don't get that like pit in my stomach like beating in my chest like I don't have the physical manifestation of it so my I'm able to remain more calm I'll be like like I if I was like oh um yeah I'm Mike oh my god my coffee's I can't think of an example I cannot think <laughs> like, of a um oh my god we're at, we're at war and they're like there's gonna be a war because of what's going on in the world so before medication I would be like oh my God, like this is really bad. Like I just need, I can't do anything. I can't think I just have to fucking shut down. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, okay, that's a scary thought. Okay, well, I can't do anything right now. So I'm just going to keep living my life. Wow. Yeah. Also, you've been doing stand up and you had your special. How did you choose what things you wanted to bring to the world? I am literally the slowest moving comedian in the on the planet because I was doing stand-up for probably like 11 years before I did my special so I just it was like what are my favorite things I've ever written Mm -hmm. from the last decade and then I had one story that I knew I wanted to tell but I didn't know how and that like I I so my fiance had a bachelor party and I surprised him at his bachelor party in <laughs> Vegas. As one does. And I knew I wanted to have that story in the special. So that was like, I, that I like worked on that a lot mm-hmm. to make that fit. But How did he react? Really bad. <laughs> it was really a big mistake. And everyone in my life told me not to do it. And I, all my friends, my dad called me several times. He, he was saying, please come to your senses. I thought this was going to be like the greatest thing ever. It was, I was going to show up. <laughs> And he would be so happy to see me. And he was scared. He was uncomfortable. He like it's not. It's so bad that it's not even something we can joke about yet. Like years later. Wow. He was so embarrassed. And so I, I just showed up to his room, and he was like, "What are you doing here? Like, I don't like this." And then I had my own room, and I just went to go see Celine Dion by myself. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you're like, and now I can't listen to Celine Dion anymore because it's super triggering. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was the most angry that I had booked the same flight home as him. <laughs> So I was like with him and all his friends. <laughs> it was such a bummer. I still stand by that it, it what it could have been was going to be beautiful, but mm-hmm. but this is one of those classic do it for the plot. Yeah, yeah. It it bombed. Mm-hmm. It was a bit that bombed, mm-hmm. but I'm pr- I, that's why I was so determined to put it in my special. We learned we grew. You need to do something good from it. Wait, I want to know how you met him. I met him at a party. I I literally just was at a at a house party. I saw him. I thought he was so hot and I was like my my insecure instinct was that guy's hot stay away from him (laughs) like don't embarrass yourself don't be so weird and then later that night he was in a circle talking to people that I knew and I was like okay this This is my move so I walked up with a bowl of candy I was like does anyone want candy adorable they introduced the people I knew introduced me to him and then I just immediately zoned in and like just like chatted him up all night Mm -hmm. Um, and then he left without saying bye or asking for my info i was hot so, honestly hot i know but i was so mad i of course couldn't handle it i and i did a set that night and like I, I brought you mike and ike's <laughs> <laughs> you're associating me with fucking dopamine sugar highs and I, you still don't want me yeah that is bad i remember i did a set i was like fuck guys in la like i met this guy and like he need, he was he's not good he's not too good for me like i was just so angry and then the next morning he hit me up on social media and it was like my baby i was so happy and then um after you use his full name on sets just bashing him in la all night yeah <laughs> can you imagine what if he was, was wait what if he was like if he had seen the set or something or someone got got back to him i feel like he still doesn't know that that happened what what happened in his head that night when he left without saying anything he said he said that um he just knew he would look me up the next day like he was like it wasn't a big deal he knew he liked me and he would just look me up and i was like okay mr cool guy (laughs) okay fbi agent (laughs) (laughs) i also think that recently i've been finding my oh my god i just like my people that sounds so corny but no it's so important i feel like friends has been a thing that i've had i've like moved a lot and i've had a lot of different careers and shit so i haven't had like that friend group since i was eight years old that like are always there for me yeah and i've learned recently with comedy how like naturally the right people find you and i'm really feeling that in relationships right now where like in romantic relationships how you could have brought him anything that night and he would have hit you up that next day. Like, I'm really trusting the process of, like, yeah. stopping so hard on yourself of, like, do you send the smiley face? Do you not send the smiley face? Just, like, friends that, like, you could push them away as much as you want and they'll be with you. Like, I really feel like we need to get that confidence in romantic relationships. Oh, I totally agree. And also, I forgot this was what I always used to do and say to people, but I've been in a relationship for nine years. I forgot until right now. <laughs> I always would say, like, treat a guy that you like if you meet him like you're meeting a new friend yeah put nothing else on it just literally and i learned this because in high school the guy that i had a crush on for for years i had a crush on this guy and i thought that someone had told him and that he just wasn't interested so when i met him i was like i know he doesn't like me i'm just gonna be a cool friend like Mm -hmm. because i think he's cool and I come to find out that guy never told him and he did like me and we ended up dating and I'm like, that's my move. I'm like, I'm never flirting. I'm never fucking treating a guy like I want something. It's like, I just want to be a cool friend. Like, hey, what's up, man? Like, And it's not, this is not even toxic advice. It's not. Thank you. It's the, not. It's incredible. Wow. Normally it's like you break him down emotionally, <laughs> physically, and then you slowly build him back up. And then when you lose power, you break him down again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that too because i like to tell people you don't like him like you don't even like him Mm -hmm. you might be attracted to him but you don't know this man right because i suffer from like deciding they're perfect and filling in all the blanks just because they're six two and then (laughs) i realize that i hate him like seven months in and his mom won't stop texting me and i'm like i need to get out of this oh my god but i i love that go in being like you think he's hot you would have sex with him but you don't know this man you don't like him you don't 
It's just like, am I going to be, fr- could I be friends with this person? And that's how you are with friendships. You don't see a girl. You might like like her vibe or her energy, but you're not like, she's amazing. She's perfect. I need to make her my best friend. No, you do a little, you know, back and forth. Yeah. Although, or whatever people do when they talk. How do people, <laughs> <laughs> how do people fucking socialize? Do they know. do the waltz back and forth? That's what you think. Very, very cool. Like Macarena? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's adult friendships and adult dating is closer, is more similar than different besides like the fucking. Yes, I agree. I agree. I like that. (laughs) We really are solving all the problems today for everyone. I'm so proud. How is your, I know at first I was like, we are going to be the silliest gooses today. And then immediately I was like, give me the details (laughs) of all the pain. I want to know also as a relationship, you guys together went through some trauma. Yes. How has that affected your relationship? And because it's like not only your own mental health and his mental health that you have to kind of want well, but also the like love as well. Yeah. Well, we, I feel like because we've been together for so long at this point, we've gone through a lot of trauma together. Mm-hmm. And like the first really big thing was one of his best friends died of a heroin overdose, mm. uh, this writer, Harris Whittles. And I felt like it, it was like the first time in my life where it was my responsibility to like help someone else get through a tragedy. And it was obviously it was really hard on me too, but I could see how hard it was for him. And I just like, I was like motivated to like step up to the plate Mm. and like be there for him. And I'm normally so selfish. Like Sam can't, can't even believe we're not caretaking. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I, that I think really helped to bond us. And I do think that that is what takes a relationship, whether it's a friendship or romantic relationship from like, from just what it is to like, Oh, we're family members now. Mm -hmm. Like we're a family We're we get through trauma and tragedy together. Like we get out on the other side of it. Like this is now family. Yeah. And that is, and so I think by the time like years later we had the miscarriage last year like you just it it's like we know how to do this like we're hurting and we know how to support each other and um that's why when they say like relationships aren't perfect it doesn't mean like you're fighting all the time it's that life isn't perfect and you're on that imperfect journey with that person yeah and you just want that like right person to deal with those traumas with you and going through the hard shit with you like that's why like the bachelor doesn't work it's like you're on fucking vacation all the time with like country singers we don't know dancing <laughs> like so like you need a joke like first date you have to get in a fight like let's see how we are in the tough moments like at the dmv and at fucking home goods and shit but home i'm goods. i also i've knock on wood ne- fortunately never have dealt with a miscarriage it's a very like just word i hear yeah. to me do you see women differently now based on going through it yourself and like kind of the whole birthing process do you have a whole different perspective now i don't know if i see like women differently from it but i i see i feel you know what i just it was a it's not like very specific i don't feel anything like specific to miscarrying or like pregnancy i just feel like that was really fucking traumatic. That really stung so hard. It was so sad. You know, I was three months pregnant. We had already told our friends and family. Oh. Like I, it was, we were, we were excited. Um, and, you know, then you go to the appointment. And it's not like you like are in pain and you know what's happening. It's like, I didn't know. I, it's called a missed miscarriage. Like your body doesn't tell you you've miscarried. It's just like, I went to the doctor for a normal checkup and they're like, party's over. Sorry. And there's no heartbeat. And you're just like, what? It's so shocking. And, and mind you, I'm a woman, I'm an actress in my thirties. You don't think I have a million friends who've had miscarriages. I knew this was on the table, mm-hmm. but it, no matter how prepared you are, mm-hmm. it still fucking stings so hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I called Rosebud Baker because she had recently yeah. had one and posted about it. And she said to me, um, she said, I know that you're in pain right now. It gets better. I know there's no way to like know that, but I'm just, just trust me. And I, there was no way to hear her, but she was right. It's like, it does get better. I'm so happy now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 
I might, we might try again soon. We might not. Like, I don't know. But I'm, it's just like, it's, wow, you can get hit with something so hard, let time pass and become out on the other side so much fucking stronger with so much more self-confidence and Mm. self-worth i'm like oh my god like no one can touch me like i went through something so hard and i'm i feel you nailed it it's almost like when your biggest fear happens to you you're like what's the universe gonna throw at me because i'm fucking i got it well when it hasn't happened to you you almost have this fear like could i handle it like what could happen could it all go bad and you're kind of like we are invincible to yeah. like the bullshit of the, the worst existence. case happened and, and like i was pregnant at the same time as three of my friends they all have their babies like it's Ugh. not easy mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm i'm so happy i'm so happy for my friends i literally was like i was like you know what i'm glad it was me i'm like i um, this was it was my time to take the hit mm-hmm. and like i'm i'm proud how do you feel about being the age of like possibly starting a family with your acting and your stand-up career? So annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking pissed, to be honest. Yeah, extrapolate on that. Like, I just, I'm really enjoying my life and like all just working on the things that I'm working on are so creatively fulfilling Mm -hmm. that it does seem really scary to like bring a baby in and especially like, I have to be the baby's mom. I can't be its dad. Yeah. You're like, um, I can't be the baby anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the baby. <laughs> I, I, I almost am like, I don't even want to overthink it too much. I'm yeah. just like, if I'm getting the moment and I'm like, go inside me, like mm-hmm. we'll deal with it later mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. But it does, it, when I think about what that's like and my friends with kids, I'm like, that is a lot. Yeah. Because that's a lot. We're now at the age where you really start thinking about it. And I know that I, I always tell people, like, don't get worried about anything. Like, you always fucking handle it. Like, you always figure it out. But then, you know how careers are so strategic? Mm-hmm. Like, they're so, like, planned out. And you have your manager and you have your agent and how things are going to go. And then it's like, that's a pretty big change. I mean, but then we have Ali Wong out here, you know, crushing totally. it. And I, and I think, oh, all the people listening are going to, are doing similar things and having the same, like, questions and stuff with yeah, their life. for um, sure. But you're in this time where your yeah your career is working so and it would be drastic but it also could be beautiful totally like you know what's so weird though is i in the last 24 hours like oh i'm hungry sorry uh (laughs) there's been three tiktoks on my for you page do you want a piece of this bar no no i'm okay okay three tiktoks on my for you page in the last day of like how the happiest, do you know what the happiest women, the happiest people on earth are single women without children. Have you heard this? I've heard that they say, I've heard the happiest is like being in a happy relationship then like, then being, and then like middle is like single and then the saddest is being in a bad relationship. But oh, that doesn't factor babies in. That okay. D- that doesn't factor babies in. With babies, I get single and alone. Yeah. My I, problem is we both have men who are older who have lived their whole life single and alone who love it. <laughs> and then it's like, do we fuck that shit up? Do you understand how many times I've said in, the, in our relationship to him, I've been like, so like, were you just like sitting around waiting for me to show up? And he, and you know what he says? No, I loved my life. I I was so happy. He, he's like I, I'll be like where wh- what would you be doing right now if we had never met he'll be like I would be sitting right here reading a book I'd be loving it it would be awesome maybe I'd order some pho like sushi yeah maybe not and I'm like you know what you're good for my mental health because I will never that's called a secure attachment style his yeah that's secure yeah he has that that we know <laughs> I have, I think I have an anxious attachment. I don't know mm-hmm. what, I, he always is telling me the ones I have, they're really bad. <laughs> they're like bad news. Well, they say the anxious with the secure is actually the best. Mm. I mean, too secure is probably the best, but too anxious. Actually, fuck, I don't know enough <laughs> to speak on. 
<laughs> I was like way deep in the rabbit hole. Everyone's Roll. taking notes and I'm like, scratch it, scratch it. <laughs> Start <erase."> over. <laughs> Burner phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast with Progressive? It is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. <laughs> I, I, this is fucked up, but I'm doing my bachelorette party <gasps> in Miami. <gasps> it's going to be, I, I'm actually similar to you. I think I read this where you're like, I don't like college. Like I didn't love college. I don't really like partying. I just know how to like work and like I love making people laugh so i'm like what do like normal people do to have fun like yeah you I, so i try to plan that for my friends and then i'm like des are you gonna have a bachelor, bachelor party and he's like look my whole life's been a bachelor party <laughs> he goes i'm gonna sit back and i'm just gonna close my eyes and remember things and i go that is so <laughs> fucked up <laughs> that is so funny like he's just lived his life already he even recently was like do you remember like before we met like the beginning of the pandemic like how simple that was and i'm like i feel like you're attacking me right now <laughs> like but also like we bring the drama like what like you know how bored they'd be without us that's what I, i'm really clinging to that i'm clinging to that like i'll get home from just like a night out at the stand-up club and i'm like you won't believe who broke up with so-and-so and like what would he be doing like fucking reading news on the irish times like i'm giving him the real tea <laughs> this is quality like high quality tea that i've had to leverage a lot of relationships to leverage. get you know <laughs> you're leveraging things <laughs> anyway okay we have to play um end with a final game okay which i'm really excited for me too it's called the seven deadly sins Seven Deadly Sins. You're killing it. You're doing very, I mean, very well in hell. Um, <laughs> it's gotten truly dark, which is where we feel most comfortable. Okay, first question. What are you greedy about? Food. I'm so greedy about food. It's like disgusting. Oh it's God, so unattractive. More. Like literally, there's no sharing. Mm -hmm. Like if you ask, if you even ask for a fry on my plate, I'm, I'm like, my inner monologue is like, go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole. Like, how dare you? How dare you not order your own? That is so weird. Even with your fiance? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. With anyone. I'm tr I'm working on it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm trying. I'm, I am actively working on it because mm -hmm. it does feel good to share. I've mm -hmm. learned. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> So they say. <laughs> so they say I'm working. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> from what I hear. But I'm such a greedy bitch with food. Mm. Yeah. What's your, like go-to guilty pleasure like you deserve a night to just give yourself what you want i think i posted this on my insta story last night but like ordering a delivery sushi meal and eating it in bed mm. alone mm -hmm. like almost turn the lights off even like just that is so <laughs> everything i want in life get the mood right light a candle like and i'll also, sometimes I travel with my best friend Carlos when I'm on the road mm -hmm. and like he'll bring a Coke Zero to the room and I I literally am like, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Like I have Coke Zero today. Like I'm so happy. That's your love language, bitch. Yes. Like it's like, don't bring me flowers. Bring me a fountain soda. What, <laughs> what, are, what are you greedy about? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely the same greedy about food. I think I'm also greedy about being heard. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Like I... I which is goes back to the very beginning of this podcast which is why like I hate being misunderstood I feel like oh I just have to be heard by these people and they'll get it like I'm like a fighter like I want to and I and I want to like when something bad happens to me I want to like I have kind of a teacher mentality I come from a lot of like teachers in my family where I think I feel like I'm like a millennial um stupid preacher <laughs> where, where i'm like this okay this brand. guy texted me something and i fucked it up i need to tell you guys about it which is kind of why i think stand-up came like oh my naturally god to me. i literally i relate to that because i remember when i first got broken up with in la at the comedy store every comedian was like you are so annoying i would just walk up to anyone at the comedy store in the hallway who had ears <laughs> 
and I would just start talking about the breakup and people were like this is really annoying and like unacceptable but you think you're like bonding and yeah. you're being vulnerable and you're like i'm sharing my shit i'm a i'm a i'm one of those people that like i go home at night and i was like all of that talking was unnecessary like you did not have to just share your life story to four people thinking that you found like four new soulmates in your life and you didn't you just wasted their fucking time so i am greedy like that but i do think there's a time where people can make you really feel bad for wanting to be a performer as a woman or like wanting attention or like wanting yeah, to be they a star. Love that. People love that narrative of they like, my favorite is when people are like, your Instagram is all pictures of you. I'm like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it's my Instagram. It's my work. I had people on reality TV shows, people who all wanted to be on reality TV with me on the cast saying that I loved attention. I was like, <laughs> we all fucking love, what, what did I, what? And but I, once you accept, because people try to tear you down for that, but you accept that. Wait, I was put on this planet to entertain people, to be that annoying bitch. Like, and I've been, and it's not like something I learned from society. Like, since I was three years old, I was jumping in front of the camera, making stupid faces, being annoying. <laughs> and I do, but I do think men are not called annoying when they're like all over their place. They might be like a ham, yeah. But um, it's a, it's like accepted a little more when a guy is taking up a lot of space it's just easier to be mad at women i don't know why it just is oh that's God. like society it's just so much easier well what i've ex des it's an interesting when you have a partner going through life with you and he starts to see your perspective of how people react to things versus how they react to him Ooh. or how they react because he is like a very good looking distinguished silver fox <laughs> we have like we could do the same thing there are very different reactions to it or just like from his career experiences or um especially with comedy and then also reality tv stuff seeing how other guys will do stuff on reality TV to like start a fight or react a certain way and people are like he got pissed and I get it where like a girl gets mad and they're like she's unhinged yeah dude I know I low-key kind of think about the Kanye stuff and I wonder if a woman did it what would happen she it's like scary to think about because I think like she would be like in a straight jacket I was about to say in a in a whatever room a padded room a padded room yeah for sure yeah, I, I, that is one thing I just, I don't understand, but I know that it's the way it is. It's like, we're just, it's really easy to be mad at women. And I guess sometimes I'm like, I almost like learning that to be like, okay, yeah, this is still something we have to work on. Oh yeah, and not take it personally. It's not about you or me. It's just about like how the world is. It's weird. I use a lot of tennis metaphors on this pod. You didn't know this and we're having fun with it. Um, but like Serena Williams dealt with like she broke her racket and like got all these, uh, like when you get mad, you break your racket sometimes. Whoa. And when guys break their racket, it's a lot different. Or like they curse on the court and express themselves and get angry. It's a lot more accepted and less penalized than when a woman does it. When we're playing the same sport with the same emotions. Um, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. Also, you were a dancer. Yes. Which I wanted to bring up, but we got like really into other stuff. Why did you love dancing and why did you stop? I I don't know what got me into it. I just like, I loved I loved, I loved my dance classes. Like, I don't know. It just became like very, almost like a religion for me. Like mm -hmm. I just loved going to my class and working hard and doing ballet. And I love oh, the community. Oh, next level. I did it all. At, um, I, I can do a lot of tap for you if you want me to. Oh, that's fun. But I thought I was going to be a dancer. And then I realized that like my favorite thing about dance class was going and making my friends laugh. Mm. And so that was sort of how I like discovered this other path. But I totally use dance metaphors all the time. <laughs> like it's weird. Like it applies to stand up of like ballet is so simple. It's like you just go to class and you get better and you learn. Because I know I notice a lot of people say they they're like i can't dance i can't dance and i'm like anyone can dance you just have to take class so i feel like i've applied that to everything in life it's like mm. anyone can i if i was a bad stand-up comedian i can just keep doing it and get better like that's sort of like the lesson that dance has given me i think have you ever questioned like quitting comedy or if you are like funny enough and that kind of vibe are you deep down definitely no. never question quitting but a hundred percent you go through the phases where you're like i'm not good i suck i can't do it i mean mm. that i i don't does that ever go away for anyone i don't know what about you well 
I recently heard someone being like, the second you think you're the best, like you're in trouble. Oh yeah, that you to, always- to think you're good is <laughs> sickening. <laughs> to think you're good is like mental illness. The scary, truly scariest opinion you could have on yourself. Absolutely. But you don't want to think you're bad. It's such a thin line of like, you have to be insecure enough to be like, this is, this has to get better. But you can't be so insecure that it's debilitating that you're not going on stage. You have to stay hungry. It's, I don't know if you watch the Kanye documentary, but I'm, I am obsessed with the Kanye documentary right <gasps> now. I'm like posting it on, on Instagram. I'm, I've become a missionary for this documentary. Where's my phone? The, my, have, you, have you never like wanted to be a rapper more? This is my background. Shut the fuck up. It's a and screenshot it, it's, from it. Do you not feel a little awkward though with like loving talking about the story of him while also feeling shitty for like the kind of shit that's going on online towards his family yeah it's really horrible and i i am definitely like i wore yeezys here and i don't know how i feel about it yeah i saw that and i didn't want to say anything it's it's (laughs) not great but i am man i I, yeah this is a very flawed thing of, of me it's like i don't it seems like he's not doing great in this moment other people especially but at the same time there's so much art artist inspiration that he's Mm. offering up that i i am really trying to absorb because if you think that i don't need new inspiration daily all day to stay inspired of this career like you're just crazy like and so i'm appreciative i mean what isn't it incredible it is i like i cried I I cried the second episode when his dreams started to come true because this man came from nothing in terms of like he had no hookup he didn't know anybody he wasn't even in a place where like rap was thriving and had this insane belief in himself and not only did he just like believe in himself and his dreams happened he believed in himself and people didn't like people when he walks in the office of rock nation and the secretary straight up like start talking to someone else and he walks out unbelievable those are things that could make someone literally say yeah you're done as they say on tiktok you're done go home dude especially like the second episode like he when he's still being dicked around i'm like i've never related to anything so hard like when you're on this hustle and people tell you one thing but they don't mean it Mm -hmm. and they hold you for something and they're kind of wasting your time like i just really related and i've never seen it's so honestly depicted like what you have to go through Mm -hmm. obviously i'm not a rapper but like i still fucking relate to it musicians and um comics do have this weird connection where i feel like musicians want to be comics and comics want to be musicians sometimes like i do see that i i feel like i definitely don't want to be a music actually that's a lie i want to be a britney spears i totally lied yeah i wish i was britney spears i take everything i said back <laughs> from You're the beginning right. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah start over now <laughs> well there's this thing of like like even before my tryout for this thing i was like you're eminem <laughs> palms of sweaty spaghetti on his sweater you know that shit and i was like this is the time to perform but it's always it's nuanced in different ways but this man's belief in himself and then yeah like you don't see like i look at your career and i'm like oh my god she got all these great things but i don't see the things that you didn't get i don't see the times that people were like what are you fucking doing that you you had to have your own voice to tell yourself to keep going first of all it's so nice of you to say that all of that but just know for a fact right now that my dad told me that my talent, it, my talent in this world, my dad said my talent in this world is handling rejection. That's what I'm actually good at. He's like, wow. no one knows it, but that's what you're good at. Why do you think you're so good at it? I, I, the no choice. I have no choice. You have to handle it. You have to be told no a thousand times. And it's what Kanye did. Mm-hmm. Everyone said no and dicked him around. And he still believed in himself. And it's like, I don't even know if I, I definitely don't believe in myself Kanye level. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is probably Kanye. Which is ultimately, we're all grateful for that. Yeah. But like, it's, I, that again, I just get so passionate and worked up about it because I think being told no and, and being okay is like a life skill. How many auditions do you think you've done in your life? It's an embarrassing amount that went so bad that I like, how dare you bring it up? <laughs> it's so rude. Like, my day was actually going okay. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've talked to people. I'm like, I want to start doing auditions. And they're like, it is the worst. You'll hate your life. And I'm like, but who cares? But, Do but it. But you can't get that without that. The, the, what, they, what they say about tennis, you can win a match 6-4, six, 6-4 six, and lose 40% of the points. 
So you win, but you lost 45% of it. Losing. So you're saying it's like you basically lost, but you still won? Like you lost so much in the process of winning. Oh, okay. It's kind of like when you're doing sales. Like I did cold call sales and they basically were like, are you good at, you know, like people hanging up on you and stuff? And I'm like, I mean, no one like gets off on it, but <laughs> I, but like basically you do a hundred calls and you get two sales and that's a very successful day. You yeah. made money, but you can't get those two sales without the hundred. Exactly. Which is very similar to, I feel like casting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to do me and my friend Carlos are writing a movie together. And what would I always say? It's like, it's so easy to get this movie made. We just have to do a million annoying things first. Mm it's going to, I'm like, it's going to be so easy, but we, which is, you know, just me telling myself that, Mm -hmm. but just do the, do all the really, really hard, annoying things that like other people might not want to do. Yeah. Wow. But there's also that point too, where people are like, never quit, never quit. And then sometimes you should. Totally. Yes. (laughs) I've I've also quit a lot. You also have to know. Yes. (laughs) I didn't want to bring that up, but you you are a quitter, (laughs) but it's something I think in your gut where you, you realize like I'd rather fail at this and succeed at something else. Yeah. And we'll and also most certainly don't let someone else tell you you should quit. True. If you're going to you can absolutely there's nothing wrong with quitting something but it to come from you. Yes. Cuz yes. no one else knows shit. No. Oh my gosh. And a lot of the time people are just like negging you to feel better about themselves. Duh, bitch. Which I didn't realize. Like someone once told me like early on in my career they were like, "Yeah, but like your timing is not great and I like remember that for a while I'm like my Ugh. timing's not good and my friend was like you were saying no to them as a manager and they were trying to make you feel like you needed them they don't even know stand up and they were telling you about timing what does that even fucking mean timing the only thing you have is comedic timing the rest is crap like that's all you were born with anyway um continuing our game we yes. segued but that's important <laughs> who are you envious of oh my gosh who am I envious of I am I th- okay I'm envious I say this and I feel like people don't believe me I'm really envious of like my dad's life like oh wow because it's so it's like he's 78 years old he sits on the couch all day he he he's like a cat my mom comes home from work makes him like a vegan <laughs> dinner that's like chef crafted and he just does whatever the fuck he wants and like yes he's 78 and he would fight me like what how are you so he's like i would do anything to be younger and have your life whatever but i think like he goes on his walks he gets my mom to like feed him home-cooked food Mm -hmm. like like i get a text like you're describing a a dog (laughs) (laughs) a literal dog in a a wealthy home They are far from wealthy, <laughs> far from it. But I do feel like that is ultimately like the life I wish I had. I wish my mom was taking care of me. Well, yeah, true. I do think it's important to manifest like the chase still of like, like I want to have be in Montana with like a mm. cat sanctuary with like some dogs as well. Cause I love dogs too. I want to be covered in seven dogs. Yes. That's the goal. Suffocated. Yes. Almost scared for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say in any way you have daddy issues, which is a stereotypical thing? No, people like I don't to even use. really like, I never, that, that term is like not in my vocabulary. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I have fa- a family. Yeah. Is that, isn't that enough? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're annoying and I'll it's post like a stand up bit about like jizz and someone's like daddy issues <laughs> and I'm like it's no like, jizz is funny. <laughs> jizz is just a funny thing. It's a funny word that we but should that's say. That's also just another meaningless term like to like put down a woman. It's just like saying cunt or something. It's like it doesn't mean anything. Men really non stand up comedian men hate stand up women. It's a weird thing I've found online. Everyone is projecting. Once you like really nail it down and like can conceptualize that everyone who comments something negative is like literally talking to themselves you're like okay thanks for the algorithm boost like we love it's when people start fighting with each other that it really benefits me (laughs) because then i don't have to add anything to the heat i could live my life it's like you know they're working while i'm brushing my teeth um (laughs) when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger like uh, against me or i on someone you on someone 
like is anger an emotion that you you feel it's really rare it's really rare um i kind of hmm i got into it with my family recently um and yeah i also i got in i get into it with my family mm-hmm. like i'll get i get i got really nasty about something and then i I got off the phone and then I called back and was like, I'm really sorry. Cause I'm like working on myself and I'm like mm-hmm. that I'm like, that was all about me and I'm really sorry. And it's funny how they're so used to me. They're like, we don't care. We barely noticed. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're fine. No one cares. I was like, Oh, sick. You're giving a whole speech based on like a wellness podcast you did. And they're like, honestly, you've wasted 20 minutes of our day. <laughs> but it, it's funny. I, I really like Gabby Bernstein after meeting her. And she's her biggest advice was like, if you're going to put work towards something, invest in the work on yourself and all the rest is going to come. That is very true. I believe that. Which is crazy because you know when you're like sitting around and you're like, I need to answer all these emails even though I know I should probably like go on a mental health walk. But like these emails are really important. Yeah. When it's like you do that mental health walk and watch things like just come naturally. It's a lot better. And I I also had to set boundaries with my parents because this is so lame and embarrassing. But like they talk about sex in front of me and it's like really vile and it's like do you do stand up about this i have tried a little it's very unique i feel like no one is that's a good that is a good point yeah but it's so i'm sorry it's so painful like it's so and i'm like it's funny but i'm it i anyways i set boundaries they're too cool they are too cool for me i but it worked i was impressed i was like wait they want to change with me like if i get serious enough people will respect it but you can't even have boundaries until you listen to yourself of what you really want that's right and boundaries i've learned also are something that you set for yourself not for other people Mm. so it's like you can tell someone this one was a little different because it's like i really needed to tell them please don't do that (laughs) but ultimately it's like well if you do that i'm not going to answer the phone and you know i'm proud of you but i also think your parents i love that they're at least not like shaming you for sex that's true that is yeah which is positive um when was the last time you were a sloth so like a lazy piece of shit i feel like every day i'm working towards sloth mode at the end of the day Mm. like every night like if i do a set i know i'm gonna get home eat an edible Mm -hmm. fucking maybe even order some food yeah and I call it tablet time. I pull yeah. up my iPad and I'm just there and I'm zoning and like, do not talk to me. Do not look at me. Do you go to bed really late? Um, I, It's always different. Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing stand up, I do because I'm so amped up from. Yeah, the set. you're all buzzed. There's I like, like to no, call it. there's no way to just go home and go to bed early. Like that is a dream that I've given up on. When are you most creative in the day? Um, I think I'm most creative uh, when I take an edible. Oh. yeah like at night because i was about to say or when i'm laughing with fun friends like that's when it, mm, that's when you're when it's you're like silly your filter goes away and you could really play around yes it's like our form of of playing in the playground yeah 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 it also our jobs have like so many different parts to it do you find it hard to be like working on your you know memorizing lines for things working on your stand-up bit but then also like writing a movie I would, but I don't do, I really try hard to not do those things at the same kind of time. Mm. So it's like if I'm working on, let's say, Dollface for three months, I'm I've, I'm really like putting stand-up out of the brain like for three months. That's like really good boundaries because I feel like you could guilt yourself to be like, well, other people are doing stand-up. Yeah. So I'm behind three months when it's like. I, that, I'm so done with that part of my life. Like, and you know what's so fucked is I used to be so insecure because I would say, well, the guy comics, they can do, they shoot their TV shows and then they go out and they do a set that night after. And I used to be like, I just don't, I guess I just don't have energy. And then I later find out they're like raping people at night. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's why they were like addicted to rape. It's or they like, just love drinking yeah and it's like their excuse to drink but they're working yeah wow yeah you never know <laughs> what's actually going on in other people's lives so you cannot compare 
for years i was like i'm just lazy (laughs) when it's like no you don't have a a dick that needs to be sucked immediately by an underage woman um (laughs) okay when when was the last time you let your pride or your ego get in the way of something like how's your ego now that you're um very famous and successful um the ego is uh, definitely every i keep myself i'm surrounded by like all the same people kind of and Mm. it's that's just that's not going to be an issue for me so you have you like to keep your circle small yeah but i still like have new friends and stuff all the time but like i definitely don't keep my circle small i i would say i have a small inner circle Mm -hmm. that's not going anywhere you know my childhood best friend from second grade Mm -hmm. um dave who i've been with for 10 years Mm -hmm. i talk to my parents all the time my sister who's just like makes my life hell because she's so mean to me Mm -hmm. important Um, important carlos been my friend for 10 years like i just nobody's letting me get away with anything i think that's so important and i'll try don't get it twisted i will try i'll be like i'm amazing you have to listen to me look at what i've done and they're just like you need to shut the fuck up (gasps) i once asked one of my like tight producer friends like i got late to some filming and i was like i need a chai latte and he was like you need a shot <laughs> i was like i've been like working so much i've been traveling it's like crazy i just need a chai latte and he's like you can get your chai latte <laughs> um it's that's so funny and true though because i i've been i totally understand how people change through fame like i totally get it because yeah. people start treating you differently yeah that's and if you true. just start surrounding yourself with people who start treating you like when you walk in the room you are the shit and there's like yes people around you and i'm so yes people are such a problem in your career because like i recently was working on this audition set and this guy i've known since the beginning i started comedy was like that's not good enough when literally so many people were like it's amazing and then he finally was like that's you're not gonna get it with that and i switched my setup and it totally worked and i'm so happy you told me whoa you know you don't really know your yeah. like you they're all your babies you don't know which one is yeah, right no, you need you absolutely need outside feedback like that is honest and true instead of people yeah. just being like oh my god everything you touch turns to gold that's scary scary and just people who like kind of want to be your friend yeah and also that being said it's like uh, totally there'll be i i'm always prepared when i like if i have an idea i'll pitch it to dave like that's like the last step Mm -hmm. and i'm always prepared for him to not like it and for me to still stick with it but i will at least take that feedback and like take it seriously yes but also like you also trust yourself the most you know yes and that's me having trouble with my own gut asking everyone including the waiters at the comedy club <laughs> what i should do for my what i literally went up to one of the waitresses and i was like what's your favorite um, bit of mine this is like super important and she was like i'm an open micer and i th- and i was like no but you do a type five like that's what you do with open mics like you know and she was like she literally looked at me and she's like i love you wrong person to ask <laughs> and i was like and i respect that from you next um, <laughs> host okay final question besides the british dj Mm. when was the last time you lusted over someone besides your fiance like do you have a celebrity crush or like what's your vibe who are we into oh my god i so do and i talk about it in my set (laughs) oh my god sure her face lit up you guys i am so attracted to only in the first two seasons but kendall roy on succession (gasps) oh my god literally he's so pathetic it's like it's hot he's so pathetic the way in the first season where he fucks his ex-wife and he misses her so much Mm -hmm. it's so sad and he's the one that messed it all up too like you did this to yourself honey it's just so hot and then when his dad talks to him and he can't even make eye contact Uh, and he doesn't know how to put words together in front of him bitch i love it i don't know what it is Mm -hmm. i just love it why not season three kendall I feel like he got a little too high high on himself. Like mm-hmm. I just wasn't feeling it as as hardcore as I was the first two seasons. But um, I heard there's like tension on set, and I don't want to be um, gossipy. But like he really gets into his role. Yeah, like he does. What's it called? Where you act like that. method? He maybe. method acts. Yeah, and people are like a little freaked out. By it. Yeah, that's definitely not my personal approach. <laughs> um, but I look, the show's great. He's fucking great, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I've he's inspired role play in my life. So, oh my god, really? Yes. Oh my I god. I talk about it in my set, so I won't like do my bit here no, and be yeah. lame. But it's fine. I've I feel like role playing, especially with like people who are actually actors, 
is like interesting yeah i mean it, it weirdly like it makes me even more nervous and i'm bad at it but i <laughs> that doesn't mean it made like, me trust i get the part <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay to wrap this up what advice would you give to the little devils listening about when you're going through hell when you're in your darkest how do you cope you have to deep deep down believe that it will get better and you have to just just decide that you know that and even though you know it hurts now it will get better so just fucking push through the fucking annoying the push through the a million annoying little things that you have to get to to get to the easy happy side on the other side mm. i know that made no sense you, grammatically I, but no i got it and i know you don't believe in god but do you believe that there's like fate or like a karmic energy like what makes you believe that it's going to be okay because everything is up to you and you're in complete control of your life and if you decide that like i view my you're like a little robot and you if you mm. program your robot self mm. knowing that it's going to get better if you just do xyz to get through it there's no way it won't work wow i have chills esther you are incredible no where you. can people listen no follow you. people buy. should people should listen to you on trash tuesday oh my god it was an honor a privilege it's literally like one of my favorite podcasts out there right now of like you, these you comedians fit in so well uh, in i our literally crew. felt like i got invited to like the fun girls table and we just got to like have fun and then i left and i'm like i hope i see you later <laughs> um listen to trash tuesday tuesday the episode it's also on youtube yes yes what else? Watch Dollface. I yes. have a clothing line. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm obsessed with your TikTok, by the way. It's I, I'm obsessed with TikTok in general. I, you're killing it in a way that's different from everyone else, and I'm Wait, so grateful. Yes. Yes. We'll talk offline. <laughs> she goes, the way you use the voice that everyone's using, you did it so you No, no. Clear. You really... It's, it's special. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. for This was so much fun. I can talk to you forever and ever. I feel like I've been wanting you on the pod for months, and I've also gotten messages of people wanting you on it. So this has been a dream manifestation come true. Everyone follow her. And I'm currently wearing her sweatpants sleepover by Esther. Yes. And your stuff and your aesthetic and your style and your humor is something to be aspirational about. You're so nice. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. And with that, I'm going to end on a high note. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming to hell today. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>